0: The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. And that which was written was upright, even words of truth. Ecclesiastes 12.10 Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 19.14 Father, the beauty, flow, and the grace of the butterfly. May this effect be seen in our work as we dedicate all of it for your glory and your praise. May your spirit be upon today's episode, and may many more be encouraged in the faith by your word which is spoken. What a mighty God we serve. In Jesus' name, amen. I came across an article on the American Scientist.org. It's entitled, Understanding the Butterfly Effect, which I believe is a fitting title for today's episode, number 54, Butterfly Effect. And in this article, it says, in the very beginning, nearly 45 years ago, during the 139th meeting of the American Association for Advancement of Science, Edward Lawrence posed a question does the flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil set off a tornado in Texas? Vernon continues to write that the answer to that question probably differs from what you've heard. The concept referred to as the butterfly effect has been embraced by popular culture where the term is often used to emphasize the outside significance of minute occurrences as in the 1990 movie Havana, in which Robert Redford, playing the role of Jack Weil, a gambler and a knack for math, proclaims to his co-star, Lena Olin, that a butterfly can flutter its wings over a flower in China and cause a hurricane in the Caribbean. Well, I'm here to tell you, my friends, the word of God spreads by the butterfly effect. In other words, I preach the word to you, and then you preach the word to others, and so on. And this is how we see homes changed, churches changed, cities changed, states changed, countries changed, and the world changed for the glory of God. It's just one flap of a butterfly's wings at a time, and that is the purpose of of this gospel podcast, and it's been fulfilling its purpose one flap at a time. And As more flaps occur, more and more are telling me that they are sharing episodes with friends, co-workers, and loved ones, and I will tell you it's all for the glory of God, for this podcast is based in His Word. Today we read, in Luke chapter 10, verse 1 through 3, After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also, and set them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lambs, Among wolves. And I believe it would also be safe to say. As butterflies. Among the treacherous winds of this world. And I will say this. 70 is a whole lot of butterfly wings flapping. Just think. If one butterfly can affect a hurricane. What can 70 butterflies do? Christ's friend had messaged me as she flapped her butterfly wings and says, I don't know if you will see this, but I'm not sure how to email you. My husband just listened to your podcast that I sent to him. This is huge. She says he's a good man, good husband and a great father, but he's been so angry at God for so long that I was wondering if he would ever understand the love of God. He had a rough life. We've been together for a long time. She says, you are the first pastor that I did not have to force him to listen to. If you ever feel like you're not making a difference, please know that you are. God bless. All I have to say, my Christ sisters, I'm humbled. I'm honored. And I give all glory to Christ our King. But you're right. Sometimes you wonder because I'm just one single butterfly flapping one set of wings. And I did not see the butterfly effect that God sees. And so I'm thankful for words such as these. And it's you who are flapping your wings as you share this encouragement. May peace be upon you and your husband and your marriage. And it's messages like these that confirm the power of the gospel, which return confirms our belief, a true belief that causes one to bow their head and worship. I hear these things, I see these things, and I can only bow my head and praise our God and King, Jesus Christ the Lord. We read in Exodus chapter 4 verse 31 today, and the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. This true belief not only worships, it ministers to others. And speaking of this ministry, we're continuing to minister to our Christ sister, Amy Jo, I just talked to her yesterday on the phone, and we come to the conclusion that the best way to minister to their family during Scott's funeral is for me to dedicate a gospel episode in his honor. And so we're going to do that. It's going to be entitled Scott Freeman, number 64. And this episode will be played at Scott's funeral. And you say, well, what, why this for Scott? Well, let me tell you something. Amy Joe and Scott were one of the first to show up to our Christ first hours. They were the first to flap their wings for the glory of God and encourage this work. Therefore, by the grace of God, I will encourage Amy Joe. I will encourage her family and I will encourage those who attend that funeral as we flap our butterfly wings together. And this Love offering campaign is going to continue until March 20th to receive donations in lieu of flowers. This funeral will be at the Solar Baker Funeral Homes in Lafayette, Indiana. I put the address and the time in the update on Give, Send, Go. But this is in accordance with James 127. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Amy Joe and Scott wanted to make a partial donation of those donations in lieu of flowers to the soldier sanctuary, and we at the soldier sanctuary insisted that if our church accepted these donations, that Amy Joe would receive these donations for widow relief, and that is what we are going to do. Now, another Christ friend flaps her butterfly wings of faith, and she replied to one of my posts concerning this gospel podcast. She says, her name is Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. That's her user handle on Gab. She says, Hubs took me to the farmer's market this weekend, We enjoyed making purchases from openly Christian businesses. One nice young man I purchased a beautiful wood cutting board from asked if I was Catholic because of the crucifix I wore. I kindly replied, I was not. He asked what denomination I was. I told him I don't really identify to any denomination. I consider myself a follower of Christ and wish to put Christ first in everything. That dare in the headlights look never gets old. She laughs. We humans have some kind of subconscious need to label everyone and everything and put it in a proper box. Well, I've always been in an outside-the-box thinker, so I wouldn't expect my worship to be anything other. I asked if he was Catholic, in in which he responded yes. Then we shook hands as a brother and sister in Christ. My family stopped attending church a long time ago. It started with the difficulty in finding a church we felt comfortable attending. The best we can do was find a close but not quite church that had a Sunday school program for kids with disabilities. Middle child has ASD and debilitating OCD. You would not believe how horrible Christians can be towards people with disabilities. The pastor who later ended up cheating on his wife of 20-something years refused to baptize my son because he wasn't convinced my son understood what baptism meant. ASD does not mean stupid. My kid is brilliant, a pain in the butt with his behavior, but very smart. And then it seemed like everything about the church made me sick to my stomach. The more I engaged with God through Christ, the more I understood that compromising God's words to draw more people in was wrong. The devil is a wily one. My family worships at home. Bible is our first lesson of the day, and we often, and we have our own worship service. Maybe one day we will find a good church. But now we have our Bibles and gospel Praise the Lord, I said. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I too, my dear sister in Christ, had baptized an adult sister of Christ who has a disability. And no other pastor in the area would, would baptize her for the very same reasons that you spoke of. And she is a great Christian. Her name is Tina and she loves the Lord deeply. Her faith inspires me even unto this day. And I was so glad and thankful to be part of her baptism. We live in another state now. And she accomplished one of her goals, which was to write a book. So if you get the opportunity... I would encourage you to pick up a copy of that book. The title of the book is The Adventures of Loxy, Foxy, and Friends by Tina Marie McKee and Janie Mae Moore, who is her mother and is who is also a faithful Christian. Jesus loves me this I know replies and says, That's so wonderful that you helped this young lady in her relationship with Christ. My son was baptized in the river by an old school Baptist preacher. My baby loves Jesus. Who on earth would refuse to baptize someone who wants to be baptized because they have a disability? My husband's family is Lutheran and forced a much younger me to have my babies baptized. I'm actually glad for it though because then I was able to show my husband through scripture what baptism was supposed to be full immersion, and personally choosing Christ. Babies can't do that. Long story short, my hubby, middle son, and daughter were all baptized in the river together. My oldest son and I were baptized t- together in our former church. Jesus warned us not only about letting the little children come to him, but also to be real real careful in what we do so as not to turn them away from him. Our Bible verse in American history today was Matthew chapter 18, verse 5 through 7. And I'm here, and here I am talking about my personal experience with that. The Holy Spirit is amazing. He truly is. And I'll tell you this, my Christ sister Tina is not the only person that I've met that has a physical disability. While at the same time loving the Lord deeply, there is a young man by the name of Aaron who also has a disability. I believe, which is a severe severe case of autism. Now, he attended, he's been over at the house a few times, but he also attended my daughter's wedding. And I remember specifically, as we were all eating, we had already prayed for the food and they just arrived. And he began to yell out to the whole wedding party multiple times, hey, did we pray? Did we pray? Did we pray? (laughs) That brought a great smile to my face, and I told him I was proud of him. Never underestimate anyone's faith, regardless of a disability or not. In these cases, I have been finding greater faith. And just because the spots on the butterfly look a little different, they're still a butterfly, and they still have wings of faith, and they still fly for the glory of God. And praise His holy name. And That's why we read in, continue to read in Exodus 4, 10-12, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Moses had a disability. Yet the Lord used them mightily, and the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Now Moses was like most of us. we adou- We doubt the abilities of God to work in our life because of disabilities and other reasons. Now the Lord just showed Moses miraculous signs, so I'm not sure why he didn't trust the Lord to use his speech. I myself have listened to much preaching throughout my journey with Christ, where I have heard eloquent preaching that made me cringe. Then I've heard imperfect speech that has inspired me to the depths of my soul. And all I have to say is either that the Spirit of God is upon the preaching or He is not. And if He is, even the rocks can preach the greatest message you will ever hear. His steadfast love on Gab replies, God can use anyone. Flaws and insecurities aren't a problem for Him. <laughs> and they are not. And if anything, He shows Himself mighty. Through these flaws and insecurities, which end up becoming our strength, we can't help but to praise God in these cases, because we know it's not us. We know it's all Him. Verses 14 through 15, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well and also behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he see thee, he will be glad in his heart and thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be thy mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. So it's here, despite our insecurities, that God still flaps our wings of faith. Think about this, friends. I mean, really. What can they do if they do not like our speech? Ban us from Truth Social? (laughs) Well, as long as you are not banned by the truth, that is all that matters. I had replied that to Andrew Torba's screenshot of the first ban on Truth Social, along with one of the first censored posts from Stu Peters. And he says... Or Torba says, so it begins. And for those of you who are not familiar with the new social media platform that it has been started by, uh, Donald Trump, uh, that is it. But why is this? It's because there are people who believe that there are gods of the clouds that have the power to corral and enslave the butterflies. To control even Their flight pattern. Torba had also. Posted a post of a speaker. At some sort of world event. And he commented. He said I've been talking about transhumanism. So much over the past year. Because this is what our enemies are planning. Are you getting it yet? They are literally trying to destroy our humanity. And make us all programmable robots. I will spare you this clip. I will just say. The speaker mocked God as he said that this development, this transhumanistic development was not a result of a God above the clouds, but in essence, a result of the gods of the clouds, referring to himself. And this is nothing new. Torba had pointed out, this is a Genesis lie of Satan who said, You can be a God, your own selves. And then I looked up this person, this speaker, and sure enough, it says that he's gay and that he's married to someone from Israel and they reside in a community settlement in Israel. And they've been practicing this basana, whatever that is, some sort of meditation. So not only are they gay, live in Israel, but... Practice meditation as they access the demonic world. His steadfast love says, fake pandemic to use testing swabs to harvest DNA for their data sets. Well, my Christ sister, I would not find this to be a surprise at all, considering these people believe that they are gods of these data clouds. Angela Charles Music, she says, yikes. Hearing such blasphemy definitely makes me have a visceral cringe, but doesn't surprise me. Hashtag Antichrist, the devil is so incredibly jealous of God being creator and wants that title with all his being, too bad he'll never have it. And also, it doesn't end well for him or anyone else who follows his foolishness. Hashtag Christ first. But yes, I agree, my dear sister. And the irony seems to increase these days. I saw a post from Ukraine, the Ukrainian Twitter account, that says on February 17th, invade us if you are gay. Now, <laughs> a Rick Shaw says, or replies to this and says it's a bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off. But listen, my friends, I don't want gay invading anything. They invade enough already. But at the same time, this does not mean that I will not show them mercy. The mercy of Christ when mercy is due. And this brings us to our neighbor. There was a Republican who was robbed by thieves. Then the religious establishment walked by leaving him for dead. But then a Democrat saw the Republican bleeding, beaten, and left for dead. And what did he do? He cared for him. Which brings us to the verses 36 through 37 in Luke 10. Which which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, go and do the likewise, So here we see mercy that was shown upon an enemy. Now, I don't know what this re- Republican has done in his life. He may have been a great sinner. Should we not preach against these sins? Of course. But when it comes showing mercy to an individual, in other words, if I see a person, gay or not, that is left for dead on the road, I am obligated by the grace of God to go show mercy and love towards that person, regardless of their sin, that I will continue to preach against. Verse 30 through 35, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of the raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And By chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by the other side. And likewise, a Levite when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, who was an enemy, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound, him up, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. So it's here that we see the great commandment. And it's only through Christ that this great commandment can be accomplished. And that is why we see Jesus saying, This do, and thou shalt live to a certain lawyer that tempted him. In verse 25 through 28, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And and he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. This can only be accomplished through Christ. You can only love your enemies. Take care for them. Pay for their necessities. And do this through Christ. Therefore, these butterfly wings of faith can only be, can only flap through Christ. Otherwise, the chaos of the winds of this world will bring us to the ground. Fiercely, hard, and fast. We can only stay in flight within the winds of this world, the chaos of this world, to include war by Christ. Because when war is declared, so is chaos. Then we see such things as Antichrist martial law, where all human rights are out the window. Chad Proxmere Says a world war is needed to get the people across the world in line and under control to get rid of the warriors in our populations that would otherwise focus their attention on and top of their own country's totalitarian regimes. You know, for patriotism. I think Chad gets it. They must create chaos. They must create high winds to try to take the butterflies out of the sky. And this is why I believe... Christians will be branded enemies of the state. He goes on, what better way to label someone who disagrees with their government and one's political enemies, traitors and enemies of the state than under the cover of war? I agree. And it also seems that they need war to attempt to erase this record inflation. Erase record inflation and other sins. No wonder Torba had posted that Trump Trump's true social uh, user claims app-censored anti-vaccine content. What would you expect from the jab, father? I saw a reply to a Matt Walsh tweet. He says, I keep hearing this claim that the United States must rise up to defend the free world. Where is the free world exactly? It's not located anywhere on our planet, wherever it is. And then a Weaver 95 replies to Walsh and says, Americans don't like traitors. Something you might want to keep in mind before you go any further. Now, I read this exchange and I'm here to tell you, friends, this is just a small piece of the growing freedom rhetoric. And I put freedom in quotations. And this is why as soon as you begin to talk about the freedom in Christ that is no longer existing in America, you as a Christian will be branded an enemy of the state. Just watch. And this is why I believe the idol of American patriotism will eventually turn on on kingdom nationalism. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, I flap these wings of faith within the kingdom of God. I am a kingdom nationalist that just happens to be a tax paying, law abiding veteran and citizen of America. Nothing more and nothing less, because I'm Christ first. And we must not forget my fellow butterflies. We have no ability to defend ourselves on our own. Yes, demon slaying is a small feat in the kingdom of God. We read this today in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke. But it only becomes difficult when one forgets where their citizenship lies. Where it resides and my citizenship resides in the kingdom of God in a place called heaven. Verse 17-20 through And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. He referred them to their citizenship where their power exists. And I will tell you this, beware of any false butterflies that would try to flap their wings in another direction, such as this false notion of freedom, this false sense of freedom, of freedom. I tuned in briefly to the Biden speech yesterday. He says defending freedom will come at a cost here at home. So I guess record inflation is now because we are defending freedom. I see freedom of who? Homosexuals, trannies, and abortionists. David, David on Gab says, "Don't forget his in." invasion force of illegal aliens, they are freer than the rest of us. And I agree, David, David. It seems that freedom outside of the objective freedom in Christ is very subjective these days. And all I know is that freedom will never be measured in mammon. Never! And yes, commercial Christianity has been around for a very long time we read in Job 21, verse 15. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? Matt Walsh had posted a, another a post, this guy's on fire. He says, thank God female athletes are finally getting paid fairly just in time for the men to take over. And This was in a, Reply to a Daily Wire article. This is a huge win. Megan Rapino brags after U.S. women's soccer team settles pay description lawsuit for $24 million. Oh, loss kills me. Barthanias on Gab says Russia acts more Christian than America. I say let Russia take back all of what was lost during the breakup of the Cold War. They've allowed evil LGBT socialism and perverted satanic doctrines, and Russia doesn't support any of that, just like Hungary and Poland. All I know is this, my friend. Whoever is Christ first will prevail. Satan first, not so much. And maybe this is why I actually agree with the jab father that Putin outsmarted America. I listened to an interview with Trump yesterday and he basically said that Putin was genius and how he had declared two entities within Ukraine as independent states and that he was bringing troops in to be peacekeepers. Uh, Trump said it was genius and I agree. Then some say, well, Andrew, If you're so upset at the Antichrist posture of America, why don't you move? Well, let me tell you something. No, unless God moves me. And two, I was born here. I served in the military here, and I will die here. I will die here even if it means being in a Christ-first missionary status within this God-forsaken Antichrist hellhole nation it has become. KGR 0305 says, where would you go? The disease is spreading across all of the lands. And I agree, my sister in Christ. Make that number three in accordance with Luke 18.8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man come, shall he find faith on the earth? I so I agree. Faith is getting thin. Where would I go? Susie says, bloom where your planet. Amen, I agree. Unwavering Truth says, Yep, there's nowhere left to go. The demonic cancer has spread everywhere, albeit to varying degrees, even within the free states of the U.S. like Florida, Texas, etc. It will succumb eventually, just a matter of time. And judging by the speed of events that have taken place over the last couple of years, it won't be long either. It can all change in a single day. And I agree. And that's with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Peter Crosby says, As bad as it can be here in the U.S., there isn't anywhere else that is any better. One is still tied to the Antichrist system, no matter where you go. And at this point, my brother, I agree. I truly believe that the Antichrist stage is set. Full Armor Farm gets it. He says, uh, The bigger issue I have is with these convoys is a rinse and repeat of what happened in Canada. He says, so are we expecting a different desired outcome or worse outcome? And he's referencing to the fact that now you see in all of the headlines that Canada is now become a dictator's state as a result of these convoys. He says that if the convoy were a special operations mission, it would be like hitting a high-value target. Suspected location and then hitting a dry hole, which means nothing. A, a, no bad dude, he says. And then the following night, doing the exact same thing, the exact same mission with the same helicopter landing zone, same target offset, same patrol route to the target, same house clearing methodology. He says, sounds like a tactical mistake, right? And this is why I truly believe we are witnessing political masochism. And I told him, I said, word, my brother. I guess you just have to be ex-military that is schooled on psychological operations to understand this. All I have to say, my Christ friends, is bring the pain. And I'm not talking about any political masochism either. I'm talking about the pain that is from the service within the kingdom of God. Man of G... Reply today says in episode number 50, Anvil of Love, the quote you were looking for was when I said, you can't threaten me with heaven. This world and our governments have been trying to control us and rid us of our freedoms based on a fear of death. But true Christians will see through this lie because you can't threaten us within eternity with God in heaven. No matter how I die, I will go standing on my feet for Christ in defense of freedom, even if I go to my death in the government gulags and chains. And it's by this faith of Managee and many others that we must rise above with the butterfly effect of faith. Faith, my friends, and it's this faith that we must teach to our children. Disco on Gab says, teaching your son to be a good man will take him further in life than any college degree. And I say amen, my brother, and I will add, and teaching your son to be Christ first will bring him even further than physical life. We must rise above, beyond the influence and control of the existing demonic ones, as Torba stated recently. Torbis says if we're going to win and we're going and we are going to win we must work together towards a common goal of building parallel Christian systems that are beyond the influence and control of the existing demonic ones. However, my brother this place does exist. It's it's called heaven. This place is called the kingdom of God. Jesus speaks of this in Matthew 6, 19-20 lay not a For yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Why? Because we are not moths, we're butterflies for the kingdom of God. My question is do you see this heaven? From the vantage point of a butterfly. Verse 21 through 24. In that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit. And said I thank thee O father. Lord of heaven and earth. That thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. And hast revealed them unto babes. Even so father for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me. Of my father and no man know. Who the son is but the father. And who the father is but the son. And he to whom the son will reveal him. And he turned. Him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see these things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. So here we see it's either we see or we don't. And for those who do not see, judgment is reserved. Job 21.30, that the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction. They shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. This is the same world that mocks. This is the same world that mocks and proclaims themselves to be gods. But do not be surprised, my friends. Anytime the people of God speak, mockery will follow. Verse 3, Job 21, Suffer me that I may speak, and after that I have spoken, mock on. I have spoken today, so mock on, world, while I continue to move like a butterfly and sting like a bee by the grace of God. Psalm 54, Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers are risen, "'up against me, and oppressors speak after my soul. "'They have not set God before them, Selah. "'Behold, God is mine helper. "'The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. "'He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. "'Cut them off in thy truth. "'I will freely sacrifice unto thee. "'I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. "'For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, "'and my eye have seen his desire upon mine enemies.'" I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.